All right, I think we're good to go on this one now. So, can we air the second or the first uh, one just in case? I think because this is can... a this is a redo, but I really want to air the first yeah, one. Yeah, I need th- an outtake reel. <laughs> the director's cut at the very end. That means they'd have to make it through the whole podcast to <laughs> to do that and, and uh, what have you. So, uh, all right. So today we have an extra guest with us. Um, I'm actually going to let them do their own introductions because I don't want to ruin any special. Uh, uh, details that they want to add to it, but uh, um, Justin, of course, is my button pusher in the yes. room. Yes, hello. And uh, is is navigating all the bus- buttons as we speak. Um, Here's what you missed the first uh, first take. <laughs> there we go. Let's see. Yeah, that's the only buttons I know. The rest so, of them have no clue. So Justin obviously can't push buttons this morning, and that's right. I can't uh, talk. So, so I'm gonna... in a professional, Ryan Schlater. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Hi, I'm Ryan Schlater, Community Outreach Specialist for Lynn County Conservation. Yay. All right. Hello, and I'm Aaron Batchelder. I'm the park ranger at Pinnacle Ridge County Park. Excellent. All right, so uh, do you want to approach a how – how do you want to handle this, Justin? Do you want to go well, first at the – right at the subject, or do you want to you just – first, I'd like to know a little a little bit more about Aaron. Aaron, tell us about you. We've, we've met Ryan before. Uh, not saying you're old, old news, uh, Ryan, but – but uh, but uh, he is our go-to like we'll podcast guest. Yeah, sure, sure. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm park ranger with the conservation department. I came to Lynn County in 2001, so I think this would be about whatever my 20th year here with this county and conservation department. I'm currently park ranger up at Pinnacle Ridge Park. I take care of the what's called the Wapsipinnacle District mm-hmm. with Lynn County. Um, manage about 10 different areas along the Wapsipinnacle, the Buffalo Creek. Pinnacle Ridge is my flagship park where I work out of. Cool. And we've got flying squirrel campground up there, planes campground, some other ones that we stay very busy with. I'm sure you do. Well, and that's a lot of customers. You know, like Highway 13, you get North Central City. A lot of people see the sign, Aaron, but they have no clue. Like, oh, there's a park back there. You would not believe how many people that have driven by, they'll stop and say, I never knew this existed back here and how nice it is and we're coming back. And so that's that's always good to hear. But yeah, you got to turn that corner and come into the park and check it out. Well, there's gorgeous. I was at a wedding once up there at sure. the big lodge. So they had the wedding right there. I mean, that's you know camping, all kinds of events, and it's really beautiful right along the river too. It is. How's Very sledding scenic. been out there this this year? Is it has, has it has it been okay? Well, it was fine until that groundhog emerged, and now I'm going to believe that groundhog <laughs> every year after this. But sledding's been really good. Um, no shortage of snow, obviously. So yeah. we could do a little bit better on the temperatures, but. I imagine there's lots of sledding time left this winter yet. Mm-hmm. So. I, I'm sure there is. I, I, so walk me through a day in the life of Aaron. Then what's 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 a day in the life of? Aaron? Should we talk okay. summertime or wintertime? There's a big difference. Let's no. talk. Uh, let's talk summertime. Yes, that's let's let's, let's much go. Yeah. We don't want to talk about this cold yeah. weather yeah. for yeah. sale. There's yeah. enough yeah. break from that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> much better time of the year. Um, so I, I take care of the park up there. Um, I'm the one that's in charge, and I've got several full-time staff. And then we do hire up to mm-hmm. about ten seasonal staff employees up there. So a big part of my job is keeping the employees busy. Other parts of it are just managing the park, making sure our campers are getting what they want, um, questions, answers, that type of thing. And of course, being law enforcement in charge of the area patrols of, of the campground and the parks. Right. Okay. So lots of daily maintenance. Um, mm-hmm. There's the, the cool thing about the job is there's always something different. Change of seasons, there's always something different you get to do. Um, that's one of the fun aspects I really enjoy. And there's jobs open over in the, uh, in the Pinnacle Ridge area. There are. We uh, currently just had our application period open. Um, we're in the process right now of interviewing candidates for our summer crew. Um, we get quite a few people returning just because we're such a fun place to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But second, um, we've got some new people coming in the summer and look to get those people on board. 
Um, without those seasonal employees, we couldn't do it. They take care of a lot of the mowing, cleaning restrooms, facilities. Yeah. We've always prided our park on being very clean, um, attention to detail. And a big part of that's our employees that we hire. For, for somebody who maybe has just stumbled upon our subject matter and, and the podcast, a camp host what's a campsite host because i know that's there we saw things on facebook this week about it sure. ryan reached out we're going to talk about it here too but what does a campsite host do sure actually so we've got like i said uh it's flying squirrel campground and plains campground at pinnacle ridge park each one of those campgrounds has a campground host and their responsibility is they'll typically take care of the shower house that is at each of those campgrounds mm-hmm. um, they'll sell firewood and ice and a big part of their job is just talking to people answering questions if park staff are not available these camp hosts the nice thing about them is they pretty much live out of their camper um, all through the You're summer right. they're always there um, in exchange for all these duties they get to camp there for free um, very minor duties other than clean the facilities and stuff. A lot of them um, really enjoy talking to people, being around people, and being around other campers. It's kind of a network of people that are up there, especially some of our regular campers mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, they've been a huge benefit to our system. Um, again, it's a volunteer position other than, yeah, you do have to put in a little bit of work and stuff. So Sure. Sure. Yeah. What are what are some of the uh, what are the, some of the questions that they may encounter as they as a camp host? You, you said they answer questions. What are they encountering for questions? Sure. Um, it, it ranges all over. Um, one is trails. They want maps of the trails, which you know the camp host may give them some park brochures, that type of thing. Um, where's the fish biting? A lot of them are camping related questions. Is like where's the best place to set up? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You know the simple questions price Mm -hmm. how do i register all of our campgrounds are self-registration type system not everybody's used to that a lot of people nowadays are used to the reservation system where you may have a previous reservation uh pinnacle ridge is still first come first serve other than our group campgrounds which Mm -hmm, is by reservation but um, get a lot of questions that way for the host and and they'll help people that way a lot of them are where do i buy firewood where do i buy a fishing license Simple questions. All that Where stuff. do you get the best breadsticks? Lefties down the road. Yes. <laughs> they have the best breadsticks there. I, I don't know what it is. The one in Alburnett, too, but if you're in Central City, the gas station has the best breadsticks, and you get your little cup of marinara to go with it. Awesome. You know, another thing that we like in our park system, too, is, and I think Aaron would agree, too, they're kind of our second eyes and ears of the campground and of the park as well. So uh, when park staff are attending to some other duties, um, you know, and um, they can kind of help kind of see what's going on mm-hmm. and kind of relay that to us and just, just share concerns. I mean, what are people sure. thinking about our parks and our places when they don't always get a chance yeah. to um, maybe talk to park staff or a ranger and just relay those things. And we always jot those down, bring them up at our staff meeting to management. And that kind of steers away sometimes of, you know, what direction can we do and what kind of improvements do we make? So uh, no no better way to tell than, than be there all the time right? right? And, That's and, and know exactly. what's going on at your campground. Yep, and that's kind of, we've gone through st- different campground hosts in the past. It's been a learning experience. We've had mm-hmm. some that um, they just more or less kind of want a free camping spot and want to come out on the weekends, and that doesn't really work <laughs> for us. I was going to say, what <laughs> so, are the requirements? Well, yeah. there are no specific requirements, but there are some preferments, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are that you are actually living out of your camper. And a lot of the people that we do get are snowbirds. Right. Um, they'll winter down south, Arizona, Texas, Florida, wherever it may be, but then sure. they come back home, Iowa, in the Midwest, and... Lots of them want to stay busy looking for something to do, and they do want to camp out of their camper. So, hey, if they don't have to pay a camping fee every night, that's yeah. even more power to them and right. stuff. So um, it's 
preferred to have somebody that's living on their camper, um, usually retired, so that they are there in the campground all day. Yep. Um, we don't require them to be there seven days a week. Everybody needs a little break, even park rangers once in a while. Back, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> From the campground. So, although I'd love to be back in it right now. And oh, I bet. Ho- I bet. Little ho- with the access to fireworks now, I'm sure little hooligans keeping, <laughs> yeah, keep, yeah. keeping so, you up all night at, out there and, and as, uh, shooting off bottle rockets. And Exactly. <laughs> as, as Ryan pointed out, they are kind of our eyes and ears. And yeah. um, they'll call us if, it, if needed. They don't call us on every single little mm. detail and stuff. But, sure. if, you know, if there's something going on the campground that needs attention, um, they've got our number and we're right there. Well, so. and with this being our first kind of get-together of the new year, um, you know, not, not to go back in time, but let's let's look ahead. And, I'll, Ryan, I'll start with you. Um, from where <clears> we <throat> were in August, the cleanup and everything, kind of give me the overall picture. And then, Aaron, I'll have you jump in and kind of talk about your area and how things look, and sure. maybe we'll pick it up from there. So, Ryan, I'll start with you. How how are we looking rolling into 2021? Well, a lot of cleanup is continuing, uh, removing some of the trees in our woodland areas. Uh, and as Aaron, they've kind of alluded to when you get to his area, didn't receive as much storm damage. Most of that is uh, the Morgan Creek Park area, the Wanatee Park area, and Wikiup Hill learning area. Now, it's not as much the structures. We've had some storage sheds that were destroyed, mm-hmm. those type of facilities, but a lot of our woodlands and our uh, tree canopies and those kind of things. Uh, over 300 acres right now, we're conducting the salvage harvest up by Wanatee Park, where we're taking in some big heavy equipment and removing some of the tree there. We'll replenish those areas. We'll do about 20 acres at Wikiapil, a learning center. We're doing that during the winter months because that's the best time to mm-hmm. get that uh, out of there before it starts to get muddy. And um, it's also uh, the most environmentally friendly way to do that. And with a salvage harvest as well, some of those damaged trees can be used for commercial products. So we're pulling out some walnut, some oak that, uh, you know, it's good it has a second use. Mm -hmm. We're selling those items right now. The contractor takes a small commission. We'll use those funds to help uh, replenish our woodland. So we're kind of in the infancy stage of getting that started, but that's the direction we're going right now. So some people may see similar to what they saw when they saw a lot of this equipment coming out and – cutting down the trees and the hazard trees. It looks horrible right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to look pretty vacant in some areas too. And some, um, it just not aesthetically pleasing yeah. for a while. But yeah, That's why they it, go to Pinnacle Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in the future, it's going to be great. It's, we're looking at it as a good stewardship opportunity. We can get rid of some of our invasive species that mm-hmm. have uh, kind of infiltrated the woodlands as well. So, we're getting there. Um, sure. Unfortunately, we've kept more areas in Wanatee Park closed. Um, maybe not the heavily traveled areas, but some of the woodlands that some people like to enjoy. And like Aaron says, we it gives us the opportunity for people that are used to going to Morgan Creek Park, used to going to Wanatee Park. Let's check out some other Lane County uh-huh. conservation areas and hence uh, head not to Pinnacle Ridge Park, for example. So it's um, it's been a win-win for us from there. It's still a lot of work to do. And well, and at Pinnacle Ridge, Aaron, I'm assuming, you know, just like what, what we saw here and, and what you saw nationwide was that once, they, once people were able to, they just wanted to get out. They did. You know, they even, did. even after the storm. I mean, with coronavirus and everything, but after the derecho, it's just let's just get out and enjoy stuff. I'm assuming you saw huge numbers We did. That. You know, and let's back up even further. Um, our campgrounds early in the part of the last season were closed due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after some openings, governor opened up campgrounds. Everybody wanted to go camping. A lot of 
people's vacations were canceled. So let's do a staycation and then stay close to home. Mm -hmm. Our campgrounds were busy every weekend last summer. And it's just because I think people still had that need to get out. Um, they would still want to do some type of vacation. We'd see people all week long in our campgrounds that were probably typically be on a summer family vacation somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So, and then of course we had in August, the Dre show happen. Um, pretty much everything in the Northern part of the County was saved or lack of better terms, but wasn't really hit. Our other two parks were pretty much devastated. We had those two campgrounds closed. What was it, Ryan? Maybe two weeks, Couple weeks. Yeah. two mm -hmm. weeks. Um, we had our full crews, everybody working down at those two other parks, getting those kind of back up in shape, cleaned up, getting ready to open. In that interim, a lot of people still wanted to camp or a lot of people closed down their houses during the summer and we're living out of their camper. So I had a lot more of those campers. I'd probably mm -hmm. go to Wanatee or, or Morgan Creek, come up to Pinnacle mm -hmm. Ridge. It was nice. I mean, we were busy. And some of those people have never seen uh, the parks up north before either. I've also got another park. It's called Buffalo Creek Park in the northern part of the county that we yep. manage. And between Pinnacle Ridge and Buffalo Creek, those campgrounds are pretty much busy every weekend. Now, do you have campground hosts at all those different parks? I do not at Buffalo Creek yet. It's only 13 sites. Um, there's no shower house up there, so mm -hmm. it's a pretty easy park mm -hmm. to maintain. Um, Plains Campground, Flying Squirrel Campground are the, cool. the two areas where I've got hosts there. And we talked to you about some of the primitive sites we have at the Mansell Bridge Natural Area that uh, mm -hmm. uh, Aaron also manages uh, those areas. And um, those are even popular this year, the equestrian oh, yeah. campground. So that was good to see. And uh, just compounding what he said, yeah, people wanted to stay. Every weekend we were full. But even the weekdays, which sometimes there's a few more sites, we had some weekdays where it was tough to find a campsite. So people yeah. were extending their stays and... Um, that was good to see people getting out. I even know for, or, or from uh, going up there and riding, it's kind of almost hard to find a spot to park a trailer sometimes <laughs> on, on a Sunday or a Saturday when uh, when you're trying to get out and go riding. Right, right. Well, yeah. I think people really got to use our natural areas and mm -hmm. parks this mm -hmm. summer, and, and it's kind of a new awakening that how important they are to people and what we we really do need them. Well, and I was going to ask, do you, I mean, as you gather around here, Lynn County, but like all of Iowa, Iowa's 99 counties, do you guys get a sense of, or like almost a forecast like we expect it to be the same i mean is there any conventional wisdom to that from what your department and what other counties around the state are seeing well there's no surprise camping has gotten very popular mm -hmm. or glamping whatever we want to call it <laughs> i've seen a lot of changes in the last 20 25 years and i mean it's just amazing and uh there's no shortage of people wanting camps, campers. What we do have a shortage of campsites, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, being first come, first serve, um, a lot of people want to come out, make sure they've got a site for the weekend so they come out and get it early. Uh, a lot of people still want to camp with friends, so you'll have two or three people coming out getting sites sure. next to each other. So those are some of the changes we've seen. Mm -hmm. um, kind of to answer your question, so much of it just depends on weather. Um, yeah. you know, and, and last summer, honestly, Pretty much every weekend we had some pretty decent weather. Mm -hmm. um, it's very, I, I remember working very, very few rainy weekends. We're like, yeah. oh, this is going to be a nice, <laughs> right. easy mm -hmm. weekend. And yeah. it just never happened, which is fine. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was a good summer overall. Yeah, so. the bottom line financially, too, we were probably the same as the year prior, even though we started a month later mm -hmm. because the campgrounds were closed. So it just kind of shows that people are staying. And you're right, people, camping is important for people. So we are working on master plans. Pennington Ridge Park is one in particular. Can we expand some of our camping areas, Wanatee Park in the future. Um, it'll take some time, but we'll get there. Same with Morgan Creek Park. Now, you could say, well, why don't you just keep raising your rates, and then you'll deter some people. You'll uh -huh. open up some spots. But, you know, our philosophy will continue to be we want an affordable outdoor recreation experience. So we are very careful not to raise uh, prices too dramatically yeah. so people can enjoy it. Uh, 
unfortunately, one of the challenges we have had is as um, people like to use their electricity. So we've had some uh, electricity costs that we sometimes Mm -hmm. have to do. And usually that's the reason why we've had to spur on some increases in some of the areas. But, you know, we feel our campgrounds are top notch, our campsites Mm -hmm. in particular. So we just kind of go with the flow with what we can do and try to make it affordable for everybody. I know a lot of times in in these campgrounds to give some context of what what maybe uh, a, a host would be walking into. Just circling back to that subject quick, uh, tell me a little bit about you know you think about a, a campground. There's a little bit of a sense of a community there um, with a lot of those folks that come often. Talk talk Absolutely. a little bit about that. What what's that like, um, and and how does that work for you guys? Do, do you do you run into a lot of people who who, who are frequent? Sure. Um, yeah. Eric can start with this. He probably knows a lot of yeah, camps absolutely. just from the years. Yeah. Um, we've got, you know, what I would call a lot of our regulars. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're year after year um, and what they'll do. One, one of the things we do in our department, um, we offer camping coupon discount booklets. Mm-hmm. And what we have is a 28-day camping coupon, coupon booklet. And it's, uh, I believe, $550, but it's about a 15% savings for each night you're going to stay there. So a lot of these people will buy camping coupon books and they'll camp Two, they can camp up to two weeks in a 21-day period at our mm-hmm. campgrounds. Mm-hmm. So they'll camp two weeks at one of my parks, and then they may go to two weeks down at Morgan Creek Park, and then two weeks over to Squaw or excuse me, Wanatee Park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they'll bounce around. So we see these same people all throughout the summer, and of course they've got a whole network of friends, and a lot of them like to camp together. So both of those groups will be at my park for two weeks, and then maybe shuffle on down to one of the other parks for another two weeks somewhere else. What What are the changes? I mean, not only for, for like a, a camp host, but I mean, the campgrounds itself. You've got people who are rolling in a home away from home now where they want Wi-Fi and they want the, the power like Ryan talked sure. about. How has that changed in, in our Lynn County parks over the past few years? Well, it was probably maybe 10 years ago, I think, predating Ryan, but we, we looked into doing some Wi-Fi in the campgrounds. Our campgrounds are so spread out that it was going to be pretty cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. So we haven't gone there out. Since then, a lot of you know people's data plans and everything are now unlimited and hotspots, those types of things have, have, have emerged. So sure. we haven't really gone into that. Mm-hmm. We still do get some requests for people who want Wi-Fi and stuff. Right. Um, but those requests have gone down a little bit now, those mm-hmm. people's yeah. personal plans. A good example would be several years ago, there was a big outcry in a similar fashion. People were thinking, you guys need some pay phones out of your campground so we can make some <laughs> phone calls. Can you imagine now what we do with those pay phones? Oh, yeah. Wi-Fi is kind of like the same thing where, you know, you have enough data. And like you said, home away from home, do you really need the Wi-Fi? Kind of like, and I know we've talked about this too, Justin, where uh, – People say, you need to cut some trees yes, down. Yes, I was so hoping I, you'd tell that so story. I can, so I can put my satellite dish up and I watch that. I've literally had people ask me to trim branches so they can get satellite signal. <laughs> I mean, I've got to draw the line somewhere well, in yeah. park management. Outdoors. So. <laughs> You're outdoors. That's one of the ones that, well, I'll take a look at it in the winter, but yeah. for now. Uh, but, well. but all our management and all the decisions by our conservation board, it is certainly a level of compromise from those that continue to camp at our campgrounds several times throughout the year to those that might camp only once in a blue moon mm-hmm. for our places. I mean, we want to attract the new campers for a new experience and get some input from them as well as keep accommodating those that will return and, and like what they're doing and can kind of pass on this uh, activity to others. Yeah, that's the one thing. We don't see too many people getting out of camping. Mm-hmm. If anything, it seems like they tend to expand or go bigger. Mm-hmm. That, uh, more you guys know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's that's the trend. You know, it, it, 
when I first started anyway, it was kind of tense, and then maybe you progress to a pop-up camper, then maybe to a travel trailer, and eventually a fifth wheel or a motorhome. Mm-hmm. Today, we're seeing people buying really nice rigs right out the get-go. So mm-hmm. everybody wants the amenities. They want yeah. a TV. They want, you know, their satellite dish they can hook up, um, microwave, you know, just amenities. So yeah. that's one of the trends I've seen change over the years. What uh, what resources are available to somebody looking to either go camping or a future campground host looking for more information? Our website, lincountyparks.com. There's an application there at the bottom of the page. You can download that if you have some um, issues kind of printing it off and filling it out. You know, give us a call from that application at headquarters. It's 319-892-6450. We're more than happy to mail that to him or you know you can always give uh, Aaron a call out of Pennington Ridge Park and he can sure. visit with him because he can answer all the questions about some of the duties and more than happy to do that yeah and our camp host applications we can keep those on file indefinitely um, our seasonal temporary positions that we actually hire and pay for there's an application period and a closing period and we have to do that annually but the camp host positions if you want to get your application in give it to one of us or send it into our department um, we'll try and keep that on file and and as other hosts maybe get out of it or retire from mm-hmm. hosting we're always looking for new people to come in and fill those voids cool and do, is it something where you have to like all right i did it in 2021 i need to reapply or is it kind of once you're in the system you aaron know well hey you know the mcburnies are going to be here this year sure. we're planning on them coming back next year yeah. or how does that work uh, typically if we get one that works for us and they want to come back we we have them year after year mm-hmm. it tends to work out really good um, a lot of our campers get used to them they kind of know where to go or how to do things with them um, but then there's times again where people change, get out of camping. Our, our last host that we had, he ended up selling his camper, um, moving to Florida closer to his family. So I've got to fill that spot mm-hmm. now, and, and that's kind of how we do that. Very good. Say, so hopefully he didn't move to Texas hoping for warmer weather. No, that and would have he's, been he's in Florida where he's good. <laughs> he's good. So, but but yeah, we do keep those on file. Um, course it never hurts to reapply mm-hmm. and stuff like that if you hear of us well and we're gonna ryan got us the info we're gonna put it on um we got a community page on uh, kettlesnrv.com so you'll be able to find that and on our facebook page as well too and is there like a closed date like all right we're we're making a call by such and such or yeah I, that's a good question um we we're in the process of hiring our summer seasonal employees mm-hmm. we're trying to trying to get that camp post filled in that same time frame you know so they can possibly come in start april 15th somewhere in that time mm-hmm, frame sure. that would be ideal we'll just have to see what all comes in for applications maybe justin will send one in he's, he's i could do a lot of working from home and a lot yeah. of stuff from that i, I think he might be able to talk to people i, I, I think could, it yeah. might be a good fit get, get a yeah. get an rv somewhere i'm sure i could find one somewhere yeah. how do you and... how do you feel about a couple of wild cats a couple of wild kittens living out there running around yeah you mentioned and I want to make sure we circle back to not only about the camp host, but uh, a very important date, the date before tax day. Is that when everything kind of opens up mid-April, Ryan? Or April, what's the... We should be open by April 15th okay. unless, you know, there's some COVID-related delay. We don't anticipate that right now, and I think we'll be ready to go by mm-hmm. April 15th. Sometimes we might cheat a day or two ahead of time if the weather cooperates and we're ready to go. We're continuing to Rachel clean up too. So as we kind of move some equipment in and out to make it safe for everybody, that should impact it. But right now, as far as the conservation board's concerned, we really want to hit that April 15th date. So. Yeah, yeah. 
so much of it depends on ground conditions and yeah. once that frost goes yeah. out and and not all of our, not all of our campsites are hardened pads so um, a lot of them are rock or lime chips so if they're really soft we try to keep it closed until those firm up but we've opened as early as late march before in the past so oh, we wow. just, just never know mm-hmm. it all like I, was, I said, with all that snow out there right now, I'm a little my, concerned. I got yeah. melt till June, you that's, know? That's I was right. talking to the old man the other day about uh, April, what year was that, that uh, that that big snow came oh, in? Oh, 70, are you, are we talking way back or like way 78 back. or something like that? Yeah, big I think. snow, big, big Everybody snow. talks about the blizzard of like oh, 1970. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, in yeah. the 70s somewhere. I remember I'm going to say 73, one. not that I was born that year. None of us were born then. Yeah. After a while, they run together. <laughs> he said the best thing about that snowstorm was that the next day they were out in t-shirts shoveling it because it, it, it was so warm. So after that. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. <laughs> Um, one last thing we just want to pass along to people. We have a new uh, amenity that we have at mm-hmm. uh, Pinnacle Ridge Park. It's called the Wapsie Bluff Shelter. As you Ooh. enter the park now, it's part of a great place project that we're uh, working with the Iowa Department of Cultural Affairs. We had a grant for, and since Pinnacle Ridge Park is an Iowa great place within this corridor, uh, it's an open-air shelter, 45 tables. You can have 150 people there. It'll be great for family reunions, outdoor weddings, great deck view. I don't know if Aaron has anything else to have we're starting to uh, take reservations for that at lincolnparks.com okay. yeah. so if people are interested um we're excited about that one and uh, just another opportunity for people to enjoy the outdoors have an event and then enjoy the rest of the park too so come on out drive through and see oh that might be something for us and, and know- ryan brought goodies that we've got here in, in the store now too they're in the box back there so like pamphlets and info and all that oh, stuff when you say goodies you, you made it seem like uh, I yeah i was, I was looking for chocolate chip cookies i was thinking I meant, girl scout cookies myself <laughs> yeah, i meant pamphlets <laughs> <laughs> which are good for the camping audience they're not cookies but whatever <laughs> <laughs> well, for uh, starting it off as rocky as we did with uh, with me not being able to say anything, you guys sure made one heck of a save for me. So yeah. um, I think we might actually be able to put this one out there. Well, yeah, we should be able to put this online. I think take everything... Uh uh, all the Take, all the gaffes and mistakes out of it. It'll be about two minutes. Just act uh, like just <laughs> act like I was just act like I was never here. Exactly, exactly. Like, like a normal day in the office. Exactly. Uh, Aaron, people who want to come up and see you, they want to find you directly. Uh, what's the best way to go go about reaching you? Sure, we're on the website as, as Ryan mentioned, lincountyparks.com, or they can reach our park office, and that phone number is three one nine. Four three eight six six one six. And Mr. Schlater, same questions for you. Yep, so uh, Lynn County Conservation Headquarters is eight nine two six four five zero. But like we said, all that contact information is at lincountyparks.com. Easy to remember. Uh, go for it. You'll find a lot of information on there. And as Justin the Button Pusher said, yes. all that information will be uh, kettlesonrv.com. Yep. Click on community. We'll put it all there. We want to make sure uh, anybody who's interested uh, with our com- camping community to come help Lynn County out, so we get all the tools in the quiver that we can find so. yes thank you gentlemen thank thanks you. for having thank us you guys. Yeah. come back and it's see us fun. yeah